Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Welcome to the program, listeners, watchers, smellers, compulsive whichever, masturbators. Whichever, whichever of the five senses you prefer <laughs> sight, smell, taste. Hearing masturbation. I'm a little bit jacked up today on chewy sweet tarts. Oh, boy. Where'd you get those tarts? Goodie bag. Stole them out of my children's goodie bag. Oh, what did the kids get a goodie bag for? Uh, Going to a baby's birthday party. Ah, nice. You know, I mean, what do they care about babies? You know what I mean? But, you know, you go to the birthday party, you hang out, you eat a few chewy sweet tarts. It's a good time. Do you think they'll, they'll, obviously the baby won't, won't know that they're gone. Will Simon know that? That his bag is light a couple tarts? No, man, I palmed them. Oh. So I, he didn't yeah. even know they were in there to begin with. You're like, let me check this, make sure there's no poison in here. So I You palm the tart. Yeah, I gave him some a little bit of sweet tart chew. Mm-hmm. And I took the chewy sweet tarts. There's a difference, Jordan. I'd love to hear it broken one's, down very specifically. One's like Laffy Taffy and it's gross. Mm-hmm. I gave that to my son. Uh-huh. One who loves gross things. One is like a little chewy pill, like a little a pea of chewy sweet tart mm-hmm. with just a, the faintest undercurrent of tasting like poison. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of bitterness to remind you that you're mortal. You know what I think they should do is at those kids' birthday parties, bag a bag of candy for the kids. Mm-hmm. Bag of prescription meds for daddy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just some Paxil. Just some, yeah, some med- meds for daddy. Some barbiturates. Yeah. Some Claritin. Oh, you mean like functional, useful. You're not talking oh, about Oh, no, I wanted, to, I wanted to run the gamut. Drugs. Yeah, I want it to be Valium that you can take and just fucking chill. Uh-huh. But also just like, you know, some just things some for- flow-nays. Yeah, some Nasodex. <laughs> and some Cialis. That's for mommy. <laughs> <laughs> To engorge her vulva. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah. Well, okay. just to get her, give her heart palpitations. Gotcha. <laughs> Our guest on this week's program is having heart palpitations right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a celebrated podcaster, the host of the JV Club. She's a celebrated actress, the star of a cartoon show that I can't think of the name of right now that's very popular. A very popular show that I see people talk about on the internet sometimes. And I think my friend Janet is the star of that. Uh, she's a, uh, one of the founders of the San Francisco Sketch Fest. She's a legendary improviser. Uh, I saw her recently <laughs> on uh, the pilot of the show You're the Worst. <laughs> she was in there. Who knows? Maybe she's recurring. I haven't gotten that far in. Janet Varney. What if I just refused to speak until I felt you'd covered enough of my CV? <laughs> Keep going. You want Keep us to talk going. about the high school Keep plays going. you were in? Yes, yes. I was in the Cialis Chronicles. Mm. Uh, God, we really dug deep. You guys were a, that was that was pretty mature for high school students. I yeah, mean, I I've think... read the Cialis Chronicles. I've read all of Sam Shepard's work, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's a lot Hold of on Jordan. See, you just showed yourself. Uh-huh. Because that's a Tom, Tom Stoppard play. Oh, oh zing! Yep, you got me, guys. They're both Stom- soothsayers Stom- in their way. <laughs> right. But... Stom Toppard is Stom- what I Stom Toppard. Yeah. Oh, Stom. You know what I think would be a good, like, flip 
flip the letter's name for like a an 80s style hardcore punk song, Dumb Cumpster. <laughs> <laughs> You've really already thought about this. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, Janet Varney, she's a graduate of San Francisco State University. Mm. She's from... <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, keep going, keep maybe Tempting. Right. Tucson, very Tucson, close. Tucson, Arizona. Yep, yep. She used to be roommates with my girl, with my wife's cousin. Wait, what? Janet Varney. I was. Were you? Didn't all you? I don't didn't know. all of you live in a house with uh, on the San Francisco State campus with my wife's cousin Chris at one point? No, no, I never. Like, did I, was I a roommate with Dave and Cole? Do you didn't live with Dave and Cole? No. Yeah. Ugh, those guys. Dave and Cole, the other founders of the San Francisco Sketchfest. Yeah. I have no idea what any of this is. <laughs> San Francisco State. I is learned a, when I went state. to when I went to work for San Francisco Sketchfest many years ago. I learned that I had met the founders of San Francisco Sketchfest years earlier, uh, when I had visited my wife's cousin in his dorm apartment. At San Francisco State University because they were roommates. You had not met me. I was not living there. I get the feeling they were enemies. Hmm. Enemy, were they? Enemy roommates? Sort of the feet. The, no one has ever said to me, we were enemies. <laughs> There's some general eye rolling that goes on. No one's ever rolled up a sleeve one. and said, like, you see this? That scars from him. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you would... Like, I don't know what the interaction... Like, what the interaction that would lead up to the conversation. Hey, you know your wife's cousin that you know? Yeah, he's my enemy. Right. Or vice versa, my wife's cousin to say, hey, you know your employers or later friends? I say, yes. Say, oh, they're my enemies. My mortal (laughs) enemies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about that because I didn't live there with them. Okay, sorry. So I don't know anything. Sorry, I don't even know who Chris is, to be honest. Tucson, Arizona. All due respect to Chris. Tucson. I think people, I mean, I think you're, you know... Your gut instinct when someone says, oh, do you know this person? Like, even if you don't like that person, everybody always goes like, you know, you take the temperature. You take like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do know them. I do. What are you about to say about them? How cool they are or that they're not cool. For sure. sure. I think you should just say, oh, yeah. voice like a slide whistle. Like a slide whistle. I feel like I need more slide whistle in my life altogether. Sure. Don't you? Can I ask you guys an important slide I prefer to think of myself question. in that situation. First of all, how redundant every slide whistle question is important. <laughs> sure. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. She's a desert flower from Arizona. <laughs> Janet Varney. Keep going. More credits. <laughs> I, um, I knew I had a conversation on Friday about whistle candy. Mm-hmm. There's no about whistle candy. Sure, right? sure. Am I making up? So there's one kind of whistle candy with holes that you blow through it, and you can play a song like on a recorder. That's mm-hmm. sophisticated. Is there a type of whistle candy with a slider? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. In fact, I've only had the whistle that just blows one, just one train, train whistle tight. No, this idea of a recorder sounds, first of all, very sticky. Uh, yeah, but I think it's real. It's I think there should real. be a whole candy symphony. That's a good point. Just like a candy oboe, candy tuba. How quickly is this going to break bad when you're trying to play a candy violin? Like, what is that? It will not sound good. string section? I don't see that working out. Well, the string is just cat. Oh, no, the string's Oh, the string's legit cat gut. The rest of it's candy. The woodwinds. The the woodwinds and the brass section. All candy. Yeah. If you can blow into it. All meat. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you keep the intestines to bow. You bow across the intestines. Right. But the resonant body 
is made from yeah. what, like a whale jaw? Sure, yeah, now whale jaw. Hold on, jaw. now hold on. Okay. All the drums, melons. That's yeah, a really good, that's a great idea. That just makes yeah. good sense. Well, it's a good balanced diet. It really you got the is. three food groups. It really Candy, is. Candy, melon, meat. It really, really is. <laughs> Do you think they, re- they redacted the food pyramid recently? It's now candy, melon, meat. Do you think, Janet, that the, the drum section would be seasonal at all? I do. I, I fear it would be. salt our green dress. I fear it would be. I fear it would be. We definitely need an advisor on hand at all times. Well, it's certainly necessary to rotate the instruments in and out. Sure. Right? Because otherwise you're going to end up with a pumpkin in Ooh. December type situation. Ooh. I hate it when you go to a symphony at a diner. And the drums are all cantaloupe. Oh, God, oh my God. Yeah. It always is. And they're not ripe cantaloupe. cantaloupe. It's just oh, yeah. honeydew. Oh, and it's that kind of honeydew that doesn't taste Slimy like anything. Slimy nothingness. Yeah. Just a bunch of... mucusy. Yeah. yeah. But in all honesty, guys, I do feel like I see pumpkins almost year-round on people's stoops these days. Mm-hmm. It's been puzzling me. Have you noticed this? No, uh-uh. I keep passing by like someone's cute cottagey house and it feels like they feel because they have a cottage hobbit hole type bungalow, which you do see here in Los Angeles. Sure. Storybook They need to have like a couple of gourds outside. Yeah. Even when it's not times for thanks. Are they carved? Givings for thanks times. Are they, do, no. are they jack-o'-lanterned? No. They're not. They're I have not. not seen this. This is new to me. There's, I've not, they're not jack-o'-lanterned. It's not that decorative. overt. Okay. It's not that in your face, F off. Sure. It, we don't care if it's not Halloween. It's just sort of like a, look at how earthy. Right. Look at how earthy. We, we appreciate gourds. We in our backyard sure. in our shared communal garden. Mm-hmm. There's some know. kind of wild melon grows near my house. Ooh. So Keep going. I'm really perking up now. <laughs> yeah. I only figured I out it was a melon by throwing it into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I you know, was I was trying to figure out what it was. I saw a film titled Wild Melons recently. <laughs> I bet you did. It was under the I late night tab of the HBO Go app. Where, how, and how wild were they? They were pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, they, had to, uh, they had to organize a car wash to save their uh, melon factory. Oh. Oh. You know, huh. what's, what city... Is a city if it doesn't have a melon factory? It's the yeah. thing that makes a neighborhood what it is. Mm-hmm. G- lends a neighborhood oh, yeah. its definition. The, a nice melon factory. Absolutely. I want to tour that factory. I want to tour the old spaghetti factory mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and find out why they refuse to make new spaghetti. Right. <laughs> sure. You know. Well, because so many. I want some behind the scenes. Come on, everybody. So yeah. many children were killed in the machinery that it's now yeah. haunted. Oh, like Pink Floyd's The Wall. Topical. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I don't like to get political on this show. Oh, boy. But Here it comes. I've been hearing a lot of people complaining about the bailouts. Mm-hmm. And I say, if it's it still weren't a, for the bailouts, still a would there still issue. be an American mm-hmm. melon manufacturing industry? <laughs> boy, that really puts it into perspective, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think just like American companies were just late to the party on making hybrid melons. Right. The best part about all of this is that there is an actual bank called Mellon Bank, which I can only assume is the bank that bailed out the Mellon factory after being bailed out itself. Sure. One would assume. Well, it's one That's of those a double things. bailout. Everything came full circle. Yeah, yeah. Mellon-shaped. Is that a bank or a credit union? I don't know. It'd be nice if it was a credit union because you could join and they'll pay you back to use other banks' ATMs. 
It's one of the nice things about a credit union. Oh, really? <laughs> sure. Got, yeah. got some real facts about credit unions plus, going. Plus, you get to know your personal banker. You yeah. Know? Sure. You want to have that close relationship with someone who's handling Low interest on. car loans, too. Uh-huh. And a, get a nice low, low interest car loan. Yeah. Affordable melons and gourds. Mm. Sure. Someone, is, someone is using that credit union, and those people are in my, neighbor, my neighborhood, and they are showing off Let me, okay. via gourds outside their doors. Do you, would you prefer that these people just went – because you, you're right. I think it, it – it seems a little half-assed to me. It's like, look at our gourds. Look how cute and close to the earth we are. Are you talking about the movie again, or? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I'm talking about this late night. Uh, this late night HBO movie where instead of cunnilingus, a man just licks a woman's belly button. Wonderful. Um, I'm talking about your neighbors with the gourds. Yes. Would you prefer they just went full Halloween year round? Like, is that mm. is that is that more of a we're embracing our thing? We're going whole hog. What you might call a Dana Gould lifestyle. Sure, yeah. Just like stretchy (laughs) cobwebs all the time. Yeah. Maybe. Sound scary sound effects tape playing year round. No, Are your neighbors I think spooky? Not at now all? that you say that. I don't think they're spooky. Like I said, I think that they're they're folksy. They ooky? probably shop I think at Trader Joe's. How ooky are they? They're not mysterious. They're not spooky, <laughs> creepy, or ooky. Are we missing anything? <laughs> now, how did this family uh, get started? Was it when <laughs> Uncle Fester farted? Now, when I come to see them, <laughs> uh, yeah. What happens when you go to see them? <laughs> <laughs> they really are a scream. Uh, I think this, there's only one answer to this question. It's the Trader Joe's industrial complex. Mm. What happens is yeah. you get used to buying whatever's on display at Trader mm. Joe's mm-hmm. because you got those South African potato chips Oof. one time and it was such a home run yeah. that you yeah. trust Trader Joe's implicitly. And then for three months out of the year, half of Trader Joe's is taken up by decorative gourds. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and so it. you just buy a bunch of decorative gourds. And then you're stuck with them. And then you're like, but you know what? I might cook these someday. They're sure. edible. I think that's you never the other will thing. cook them. I think the other thing is, it's for people who shop at Whole Foods instead of Trader Joe's. Those people are buying theoretically edible gourds, right? And no one eats gourds. No, I agree. They're gross. I roasted a little pumpkin the other day. It was pretty good. Uh, no. Yeah. Did you the other day? Uh, the other day. Don't, this is a recent pumpkin roast. I'm starting to worry about you now. Don't lie to me, it's, Sam Shepard. <laughs> springtime. You're pretty tasty. Nice roast texture. Pumpkin. Well, pumpkins are gross. Uh, can we if go you, back to the South African honey potato roast chips for a second? Yeah, sure. Those are very I just want to know if it was like because you know how they do when they go outside of the country, they have like a, a quirky little name of you know it's like. Trader Jose, sure, whatever. Yeah, sure. So I'm just wondering what the South African one is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like joyfully giddily racist, like friendly racist, like yeah. what that would like be Trader for South Mandela Africa. Or <laughs> sure. They just want to make sure they're on the right side uh, of this thing. Trader Dave Matthews? Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, there you go. Can I go back to the Tra- topic? Treat it, treat it blood diamonds. <laughs> yeah, Trader Chappies. Hmm. Chappie's oh, South yeah, African, Chappie. isn't he? Yeah, I think Chappie is. Very cute. Chappy. Um, can I go back to the topic of monsters? Mm, okay. Were we so, on the topic of monsters? We were. Well, I mean, ooky families. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, we were talking the other day <laughs> about... Janet, you've only been on the show a few times. Jordan always thinks we're talking about monsters. <laughs> okay, can we return great, to the topic great, of great, monsters? Great, 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 great. So it's a I think long, they're scary. I don't know about you guys. long, continuing, can we get back to... 
Uh, we were talking the other day about ALF and the like alien sitcoms that kind of come around every couple of years. Sure. It seems that the monster sitcom has not come back in a couple of years. It's been a long – what was, was the last monster sitcom? The Monsters. Was there? Was there? There was. It was a quickly failed remake of The Monsters. Okay. It was not that long ago. I'm going to oh, say wow. seven years ago. Okay. Hmm. Now, I, am I saying that there shouldn't be a new Sasquatch <laughs> or, or Yeti? <laughs> Oh, yeah, like a Harry, a Harry and the Henderson. Henderson. Sure. Was that a show in addition to being movies? It was. It was both, yeah. Uh, was the show a, good? Am I saying there shouldn't be? Janet, the show was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was Janet, the wire of its day. Me. I said yes. there were monsters in it, Janet. Therefore, it was a good show. It was a show. good show because it could, it a monster <laughs> that lived with humans. Uh, I'd like to see a Yeti show. Mm-hmm. I've never seen But that takes Yeti place show. in the Himalayas? No, I think the Yeti, maybe he's a Uyghur or practices Falun Gong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, had to, he had to get out of China. Yeah. Uh, sure. Political. Yeah, it's a political it's thing. It's a political Yeti. Free Tibet. And he has to live yeah. with some cool 20-somethings in a loft. Mm, I think he lives with the surviving Beastie Boys. Okay, this is, sure. This is coming together what are they very to? quickly. You know? Just hanging out. Just fucking honoring, resting on their laurels. On, honoring the memory of their dead friend. <laughs> sure. Well, I say the best way to honor the memory <laughs> of their dead friend is, is to, to hang out with a Yeti. <laughs> Replace him in your group with a superhuman creature. <sighs> Does I don't he rap? They're going to figure that out on their own. You <laughs> may need to do some reaching out. Yeah. Dear, I'll, dear, I'll write him a note. Dear boys, okay. sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> I have some suggestions. <laughs> uh, thing two. No, you're right. There aren't that many. But have there also been uh, – has there been an alien one recently either? I guess – oh, no. I mean like there, I think there is still a, an alien show on ABC, The Neighbors. Is that on? Oh, is that – I on? think that is still on because our buddy Ian uh-huh. is on it from time to Ian time. Ian Waltersdorf? Yeah. It's that possible great. that I don't know what the neighbors is. Uh, it's hmm. it's a, it's it's aliens go to live in a suburban town and it comes on after the Tim Allen show. You know okay. what I think? <laughs> that hmm. says a lot. I think there's a lot going on behind those white picket fences. Mm. Yeah, it's not all lemonades and hammocks. Yeah, something oh, but in fairness, something there's darker. A lot yeah, of are... lemonades and hammocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But foreboding hammocks. Uh, and sweet tart candy, poisonous <laughs> lemonade. And speaking of our buddy. Ian and Monsters. We were talking today. I was I, I, I had lunch with him earlier today. We saw we were talking about the concept of the shared universe mm-hmm. in movies. Uh, you know, Marvel did it so well with the oh, Avengers. Sure. Okay. Uh, they're trying to you know they're trying to DC one. Uh, I guess they are also trying to to do a shared universe with the uh, like those classic monsters, those classic Universal monsters, Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. <sighs> so if they do that. Is the movie that they build to, you know, so you have the Dracula movie, you have the Wolfman. Is the movie they're building to the Monster Mash? <laughs> like, is that their Avengers? Is that the, like, Please end game be. of that Please shared universe? let it be. Oh, my God. I was picturing the Monsters versus Muhammad Ali. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. But, yeah, like, at the end of the, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon, post-credits, Dracula shows up. I'm planning a mash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if all It'll goes real... well, we'll all walk away with our own cereal. <laughs> if all goes well. I'm looking at you, Boo Berry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're on. Is the, will the mummy be a part of that? I oh, guess? he's got to be. All yeah. right. The mummy has had the most recent success with the mummy. Got it. I think he's the currently the. The one who's had the most success. He's the reigning, I, he's the reigning classic monster. Yeah. Can I tell you the... You don't think Dracula is the reigning classic monster? 
When's the last successful Dracula thing? There's a Dracula show on, isn't there? I'm not saying it's successful, but isn't there a Dracula on? Oh, now? there might be a Dracula show. It might even be called Young Dracula. So it, I'm not sure. I know vampires are popular, but we're talking about Dracula here. Yeah. This is a specific vampire. Right. Can I interject something? Yeah. It's a headline that I thought of for the Hollywood Reporter when the Monster Mash movie comes out. Please. Monster Mash, colon, box office smash. <laughs> 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 so stupid. Oh, it's great. God, uh, we need to make I was happen. working on the screenplay <laughs> late one night. And then interspersed with some hot rap rap star, hip hop. Jesse, you can bring that in. Yeah. There has to be somebody who's like A rap and yeti? Yeah. Sure. I mean we're already training this rap and yeti to credits, live with the Beastie Boys. There has to be someone rapping about Oh, you're right. Drake's and prosthetics. Great. Drake could well, play Drake the- could be a good I would go see a movie called Dracula. Yeah. Drake has some... He's very sensitive. (laughs) He is, and he's already... He's a skilled professional actor. Mm -hmm. He's pretty as hell. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have a hard time getting those ladies over to come over for a little... Little necky necky bite? Little suck and fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those were two different things. (laughs) Necky bite? Would you like a necky bite? Yeah, that's what British people say when a vampire bites them. Sure. Have you guys seen that, that movie that Jermaine's in? The, oh, I haven't. I, I hear it's great, it though. See it. Yeah, so, so people keep telling me uh, it's Jemaine great. Jermaine Clement from television. Jermaine Clement, yes, television. from television. Yeah. What We Do in the Shadows yes. is what it's called. I'm yes. excited to see it. Yeah, I would also like to see it. Here, it's delightful. I do, too. Read Jermaine Clement, recently a guest on International Waters, one of our sister oh, shows here at MaximumFun.org. Oh, there you go. And also an upcoming guest on Bullseye. Hmm. See? See what I did for you there? Yeah. I'm like, your, I'm like a mini publicist right in here. And, of course, Drake... We'll be appearing right here on Jordan Jesse Go next week, mm-hmm. along with the rest of the cast of Degrassi Junior High. Huh. <laughs> it's Interesting. A little, yeah. It's going to get crowded, guys. Then next week, they it's were tr- Ben they... Affleck and the gang from The Voyage of the Mimi. <laughs> ah. We're going to, yeah, we're going to uh, take famous people and talk about their least interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, that is tempting. Yeah. That's... Let's be honest. I'd like to talk to Drake about Degrassi Junior High. That's a funny idea. I'd like get somebody in here for what they think is going to be a prestige interview and just interview him about their yeah. dumbest nostalgia thing. And I think Drake was only on Degrassi Senior High. Oh, I don't know. I'm yeah. We're we we're, we're we've reached the zenith of my Degrassi. Knowledge. Well, it's a, a shared universe. It, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. So uh. <clears throat> We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jessica. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered. It's a show about making meaning and breaking rules. We're answering important questions like, can you build a spacesuit in your living room? I went to my brother's place in Beaverton, and um, he has a swimming pool, and I pressurized the suit and sat down there underwater for about 10 minutes. The thing that I had built was supporting my life. That felt really good. What does it sound like when you play a polka record through a styrofoam cup? And what happens when an airport carpet gains a cult following? Oh my goodness, the carpet has an Instagram. Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts.
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, dumb cumster. Oh, boy. Uh, Janet Varney, the monster mash. <laughs> I mean. I, I am know. the song, the monster mash. It's very meta. You're like the personification <laughs> of the song. Yes. Here's what happened. There, <laughs> there, was, a cursed, there was a cursed Janet, mummy. Uh-huh. And yes, the uh, soul of the mummy was transported mm-hmm. into a music box. Mm-hmm. The music box was yep. a tune that uh, was an ancient tune mm-hmm. that has since been converted. It might sound a little bit familiar to you. If I remembered how the Monster Mash goes, other than really just t- using I mean, this what, voice, I was yeah, working at the lab. Uh, that's so. That's what happened. Mm. So that pretty much explains. No, that it. checks out. <laughs> Janet, thank you for thank you for putting so much thought into your nickname. Because yeah. that checks out. Monster Mash Varney. All uh, of that makes a whole heap of sense. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm actually the narrator of the song. The Monster Mash. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Let's reboot the Monster Mash. Yeah, what style? Dubstep? I mean, it's probably got to be dubstep. Blah, right? blah, blah, blah. Oh. Let's make an LP mm-hmm. with 12 different styles no, of this song. You, love will, it. you will never get tired of this song. <laughs> you will never get tired of this song. Amen. <laughs> Do not put that on first. No one will get past that one. Hey, it's the monster. That's not even a lyric to the song. It's interpretations. Of the uh, oh, song. sure. Yeah, inspired by. I'm not a slave to the original. I feel no. like if I start feeling the vibe, I follow it. Stretch, sure. your, stretch out your wings. Sort of like how Nickelback made that disco record. Sure. Oh, I saw people talking about that. What is that? Uh, it's real. So they made a disco album. Uh, I don't know if it's a whole album. It's okay. definitely a single, and it's definitely a disco record. Yay. Uh, I don't know. There's a part where he sings Coca-Cola Roller Coaster. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's the gang from Nickelback. I'm sure. All your uh, favorites. With a hi-hat on the one, two, three, and four. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. God, it is, what? Uh... Uh. I, maybe they're just, maybe they've just said fuck it. Like... They're they're a they're a punchline to the right thinking world. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They can always tour to county fairs and play before a you know a, a, a an audience of goobers. <laughs> Maybe they're just like, well, we'll never get our credibility back with you know the smarts. Yeah, right. The dumbs will always come. Right. Let's just do whatever. The cums will always dumb. The, dumb the, the, as you the, could yeah. Say. Hey, okay, Nickelback, are you listening? You can have my idea for dumb cumster for free. <laughs> I will not ask for royalties, That's but when you play it. the Orange County Fair, you have to let me come up on stage and sing it. Great. Here's what's That's amazing. my deal. I'll explain. Chad what's Kroger, going on. get at Chad Kroger on Twitter. Tell him I, I'm get mobilizing our legion of fans. Get at him. Get at Chad Kroger on Twitter. <laughs> get at his ex-wife Avril Lavigne. Tell them. To write the song Dumb Cumster. It's going to be a hit. No one needs to watch this video, but I will say the most significant part of the video from my perspective, mm-hmm. the thing that I didn't expect. And I made it through over half of this video. Can you say what's happening in the video? What's the theme of it? So the theme of it is, is a some is a mean back. dad yelling at Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that then, was a great video. That was so. a very good video. Chad okay. Kroger's face morphing into <laughs> races <laughs> by racial people. Oh, it's a think piece. It's a think piece. Yeah. I yeah. see. I see. I saw it. You didn't see it. It premiered right before in Living Color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, okay, so this is the premise of the band Nickelback. 
is playing a disco show. What's <laughs> that? A disc, like a roller rig? Sure. In a discotheque. Okay. Sure. Uh, the discotheque is a secret underground club. Mm-hmm. Sure, it is. Um, the various members of the band Nickelback who are very good looking. Sure. I didn't know that. I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't know. I didn't know. know what they looked like. I figured they looked like the guy from Creed. Mm-hmm. Just say like a weird hockey player type. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a sort of a Yanni hockey player hybrid. Sure. Yeah. And uh, no, they're very handsome dudes. Sort of like. Uh, I mean, you don't. You don't. You don't get to smash genitals with Avril Lavigne unless you're. I don't know. Yeah, it I don't depends know. on. Nah, you're right. Uh, She'll fuck anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you see, they, maybe they just have a lot of je ne sais quoi. Sure. We. Oui. You know what I mean? We. Mm. Oui, oui. mm-hmm. Okay, so they're at the so secret underground club discotheque performance. Being disco handsome. Club. They're being handsome. They're playing the. High now, how do you on know? One, two, three, and four. H- how do you know that it's a secret underground club? Do they show like exteriors of people not being able to get in? It's so- like thriller. There's like a five minutes. Kind of <laughs> oh yeah, John Landis directed this movie. A, yeah. a mini movie with a lot of uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. Janet, you joke. Uh-oh. Oh, no. You laugh really? and joke. <laughs> and yet. I do it to survive. So Truths like this. Middle. So in the middle, it's the it's the band on stage performing and then a writhing mass of fans. But clearly, due to budget constraints, there's only like 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's like oh, maybe no. top 16 people okay. in this video. Um, and they're all dancing, and they're trying to look like they're t- like the uh, writhing mass. Sure, but be- there's simply not enough of them. <laughs> they're like two and a half people deep. I've probably mentioned this on the show before because it's one of the funniest things. But in that in that genre of music, uh, you're right. I think these bands at one point can make big budget crazy videos, but now are you know very limited. Uh, the most recent video that I've seen from Sugar Ray is a is a cut together montage of their recent performances. Oh. One of them is in a stereo store. No. <laughs> like you know those showrooms where they like no. have you sit down and you can hear all the latest like mm-hmm. you know and the guy talks about the the woofers. Mm-hmm. They are in one of those. Yeah. They're mostly using the tweeters. Sure. Oh, so boy. that's what's going on in here. But to the lead into it is these two women who I'm presuming are models. Mm-hmm. But, look, I don't think in most contexts it's appropriate to publicly rate the attractiveness of a woman. It's rude. Sure. A little bit sexist. However, I think in this particular context, it's necessary for me to say that while these women are clearly intended to be like the hottest chicks you've ever seen, uh-huh. they're like seven and a half. All right. You know what? Let <laughs> me make this a little bit easier. Let me not. make this a little bit easier and yeah. put it in terms we can all understand. There are five wild melons. <laughs> One wild melon, two, three, four, five. How many wild melons would you give them? I'm giving them three and a half to four wild melons. Like, okay. it's not that they're unattractive women. Mm-hmm. They're just not notably attractive. Okay. <laughs> All right. All they right. Are, and they are presented as hot chicks. The sugar, I mean, that's yeah. That's like they're presented like, as like peep, everyone, va, 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 everyone shade tips when they come into the room. And they're. Yes, Huey Lewis style. Yeah. They're fair. They're reasonably mm-hmm. good looking. Sure. Right. Reasonably good mm-hmm. looking. Right. They are walking down a quiet, abandoned street, and one of them, like, turns to the other one and says, like, 
This is all before the song starts, right? This is all. Oh yeah. This is the thriller. <laughs> it's like a Pre- sketch movie. The pre-movie. This is the part that's directed by the guy. <sighs> you can one can only presume that it's directed by the guy who directed Torque and also Power Slash Rangers. <laughs> Perfect. Power Slash Rangers. The nudity included <laughs> our speculative Power <laughs> Rangers short film <sighs> recently on the internet. So. Um, they're walking down the uh, sort of quiet, abandoned street, and one of them turns to the other one. And here's the reason that you can tell they're supposed to be hot. They're horrible at acting. <laughs> sure. That's, so, that tracks. That tracks. It's just like some people they met. I don't know how they could have – like yeah. we have – there's a casting office in this building. And there's just this cavalcade of beautiful women that goes in and out. And they're all auditioning for acting parts. Mm-hmm. So presumably they have acting training. It's not, they're not just models. These women acted like models. But, yeah. <laughs> it's just the budgetary constraints yeah. on this video are so astonishing. Well, I feel like I see, you know, if you like follow a band on Facebook and they're making a video, they, you know, I feel like they always say like, hey, fans, want to be in the video? Sure, sure. So I bet music video, you know, whereas, whereas when we were growing up, Music video Vixen was right. a thing you shot for. You know, mm-hmm. that right. was a kind of celebrity. Sure. But yeah. I bet now... Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> there sure. you go. Yes, sure. exactly. Uh, Court- Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. These are all famous Vixens. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I bet now that mini- music videos have to cost $3, there's more, hey, fans, come down. So I, yeah. th- I bet they just did, hey, fans, come down, and picked the two most attractive women to be the... Uh, to be the babes. That seems right. That's good sleuthing. They say you, you could I'm... become a, vid- a music video detective. <laughs> very limited. So yeah, the very search for vixens. I should say yes. is a more respectful way of putting <clears throat> it. Walk, and then the one pulls out the invitation. And she says, "I think we're going the right way." It says, "Walk ten buildings down the street, then knock on the door, <laughs> and then together they go." With the gold star. And they see the one door with the gold star. They knock on the door. A fucking Lenny Kravitz looking dude opens it and goes, come on in. And they close the door and the disco is on. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. (laughs) Nickelback. (laughs) Chug a beer. Yeah. It's a quite the extravaganza. Now, we are talking about bands that are horrible, and we <laughs> are in a booth that feels confessional. Sure. So I need uh-huh. to confess this that I— This is a I, safe space, Janet. N- I a really, safe, hot space. I really don't know very much about the Insane Clown Posse. Really? Like, I don't ironically know any, sure. anything about them, really. I just don't really know anything. Like, I didn't—someone had to be like, but the whole Juggalo thing, you know what that is. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I, They're I don't really— They're heroes of the dispossessed. I don't. Yeah. How did that happen? It just slipped past me. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that where, you know, I think you can, you know, like when the when the gathering of the Juggalos commercial was going around and that was the viral video and then SNL did those parodies. I think you can just laugh at the fact that there are clown rappers. Yeah. Yes. And that's just, oh, haha, these guys are clown rappers. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, I think if you wanted to go deep, uh, I read uh, Nathan Rabin's book about Juggalos. Yeah, I read that as well. I think that's a good 
I think that's a good, sensitive portrayal of the Juggalo community. Yeah, me too. Or, you know, you could you could chat with uh, someone who's been to the gathering of the Juggalos. A lot of comics we know have been to the they gathering have. of the Juggalos. Okay. Brian Posehn, I think, has <clears throat> played okay. the gathering of the that Juggalos. That sounds right. Hannibal Burris has played the gathering of the Juggalos. I mean, I'm responsible for the famous At Midnight game, Juggalo K. Cupid, <laughs> where, you, Wonderful. where you fill in the blanks from OK Cupid's Juggalo profile. So, I mean, I've had some experience, too. You have, too. yeah. I don't know. I, I just somehow, I was like, ah, I can, yeah, insane clown posse. That's crazy and stupid. But then someone was like, no, but they're like a cult. Yeah, yeah. With followers. What you should do, <clears throat> if I can recommend, when I was when I was preparing to talk to Nathan Rabin about his book about juggalos, it's also about fish. To mm-hmm. be fair, um, I also took I took some time to watch a, a an insane clown posse music video that I really recommend if you want to get a flavor for the okay. band. Okay. It's not the one where they say magnets. How do they work? Sure. Right. Which honestly, I think is kind of a. I don't. I kind of think that's sort of a sweet song. Me too. Yeah, I think it. It's <laughs> a song about how magnets work. Oh, right. It, 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 right? It, it, the narrator starts out not knowing how magnets work, sure. and by the end, he's like, "Oh yeah, that's how magnets." The work. North Pole. You know Great. what? I don't know how fucking magnets work. I, I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't really either. I don't either. I know that they work, but I don't know what. And I know it involves electrons. And hey, something. Yeah. Polarity. Yeah. But also, and like the giraffes are amazing. They got that right too. Yeah. That's in the song. Oh, man. Yeah. Giraffes are fucking rad. Rainbows. Yeah. Nice guys. This is this is sounding really good. What, that's not what I recommend you watch. Okay. That's what you watch if you want to be conversant and making mm-hmm. fun of juggalo culture, whatever. Okay. If you want to get a real flavor for what's going on, watch this video for the song called Juggalo Island. <laughs> okay. It's about a it's about a sort of imagined paradise. Okay. Uh, where only juggalos are allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really gives you a sense of what are the shared values of juggalos? What would they like to celebrate? <clears throat> you know, it's like uh, hanging out, partying, being chill, <laughs> bitches not talking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's a it's a very interesting combination. Uh, it's like the worst Warren G song you've ever heard. Okay, it's like All a right, horrible a Warren G song. Yeah. like it has that same genial vibe, mm-hmm. the same sort of oddly sprinkled in casual misogyny. Uh-huh. Um, but with ho- worse rapping than Warren G. Warren G is <laughs> okay. not a great rapper. Okay. So that's my recommendation. Okay. All right. I gotta check like this to out ASAP. For that. Is there anything else? You'd that like I need explain. To yes. That's the most recent kind of big one that yeah. I thought. Oh, when, now, when did, how did that come up? When you're like, I don't know enough about Juggalos. I'll be honest with you. Please. I'm going through a, a fit of uh, cover band things, like jokes with a friend of mine. Okay. I can't stop doing it in text form. Okay. Um, I'm doing it kind of with a couple people, but it came up at the Woodstock show. Paul and Storm were doing mm-hmm. it. And uh, and it's sort of started there. And now it's gone so far downhill. I Are can't... Are you telling me that our friends Paul and Storm were enjoying some pun-based humor? I'm afraid they <laughs> were. unlikely. Jesse? I'm afraid <clears throat> they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now if someone just, like... It, but specifically, this friend of mine, there's a lot of, like... It won't be... It won't be... The game won't be afoot for a while, but then someone will say, like, you know... I mean, I'm just trying to think of something, but like, you know, he he was, oh no, she was totally spoiled rotten. And he'd be like, spoiled rotten, Sex Pistols cover band. Oh, like just, okay, sure. And then so you just like pepper it in with stuff like that. But, oh, that sound like a fun text Yeah, game. The, the one that I was giggling uh, at myself over, so I'll go ahead and give myself credit for this, mm-hmm. a la you and your uh, Juggalo K Cupid sure. uh, shout out, is he, we were talking about some other celebrity sighting and he said, 
he seemed not in very good shape. And I said, Elvis Presley cover band. And that, just those moments where you're like. Yeah, that's good. Just you get giddy over it. I like spoiled rotten. And so so, so he said uh, ISC cover band when I said something. Mm-hmm. And I I had to look it up. I was like, I don't know oh, who sure. ISC is. So I, I Googled it. And then I was ICP. like. Or ICP. Yeah, <laughs> Thank okay. you. Thank you. What's ISC? Uh, I don't know. Something so, else. Someone mispronouncing. Something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ISC. Always on. Slightly uh, soft. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> that is what it is. That, that is what it is. Uh, Morrissey. Morrissey yeah. cover band. Always on slightly um, soft. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so sure. that's what happens. <laughs> the songs of Morrissey it's is not, performed it's by not Drake. on purpose. Like it becomes this button that you can't not push. But anyway. Huh. We'll be uh, back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janet Varney, learning about insane clown pussy. Is that how they say it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Oh, is that how they say it on The Legend of Korra? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff on Legend of Korra is actually about insane clown posse. It's weird to think now that I didn't know much about that. It's a shared universe. It is a shared right universe. Now, someone's, someone's on the <laughs> this Legend can't be of true. Korra wiki. <laughs> As confirmed on <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. I ruined everything. You're going to have some questions to answer at Korra content. I probably will. There's no such thing as Coracon, side note. I'm pretty sure this uh, is Coracon. We'll get there. We'll get there, everybody, one at a time. Janet, I'm starting Coracon. One insane clown at a time. Until <laughs> we have a posse. Bucks. I'm in. Okay. Great. I'm in. Done. Jordan and I will be at Coracon. Just talking about Cora issues. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what represent? What, what is the legend? A Marxist reading of Cora. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. There probably is one, actually, because it's a, it's a fairly dense show in terms of themes. Yeah, you can, but you can get of it a lot of – you can look very at it through mature. a lot of lenses. It's a very mature show, guys. I looked at it through a kaleidoscope and it eventually gave me a headache. Yeah. I know. We should also look at way. it through the lens of like, you know, of a reading or the lens of your mind or imagination. You don't have to look through it, at it through an actual lens. I just watch it on TV. What lens do you watch it through? I mean, I just watch it on I, you TV. Know what I, what, you know what lens I was watching it through? <laughs> mm-hmm. One of those things that makes your Game Boy screen look bigger. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Had a little light on it so you yeah. could play in bed. Yeah, so you can play in bed. No, I was watching it. I was watching it just on TV. I was not looking at it through a lens, but I was, I was giving it a reading. <laughs> I was looking at it through the intellectual lens right. of being a BDSM enthusiast. Oh, okay. And there's a okay. lot of like themes in there that I... Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Do you want to lead some sessions at Coracon? Yeah, sure. Please do. Do we get Yeah, Coracon after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that would be very popular to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, that's what cons are for. That's right. That's right. Everything that's everything's after dark. We yeah. know what people are doing at these things. That's I right. would really like to play the Cora video game. The Cora video game is made by some very uh prestigious video game makers. Really? Uh, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful video game. Yeah, it looks really it's cool. Really, really Who's nice. that? The people who made Sim Ant? <laughs> yeah, the team behind Sim Ant. Cora has a lot of yeah. Um yeah. Cora has a lot of farming in it. Gotcha. Um Hey, guess what, Jordan? Hmm. Next week on this program, you know what week it is? Uh, BDSM week. <laughs> no. Sweep, sweeps. Yeah. Yeah. It's sweeps week. It's our sweeps week. <laughs> Max Fun Drive. 
Oh, there you go. Hashtag Max Fun Drive. So, so we're gonna have for sweeps. We're gonna have a wedding. Yeah. A pregnancy. A yeah. chimney sweep. A chimney sweep. Burt Reynolds uh, we're very is literal. Play my dad. Burt Reynolds is gonna play your dad. <sighs> and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna get my balls stepped on. <laughs> Still want to bring in this BDSM <laughs> theme, please. We're supposed to be talking about doing things that we wouldn't do on a normal episode. Oh, mm. uh, okay. So we'll wait till after the pledge drive is over, and then. I no, I mean we'll step on your balls, but I'm just saying like it's just it's not worth highlighting. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, what get, name one episode of the show where we didn't step on your ball? You know, that's a great point. And thank you, by the way. Ooh, I really that's appreciate it. that's a good idea, it. though. It's my deal. For Sweeps Week, another show could be highlight clip reel of all the times, <laughs> all the best times your Super balls cut. got stepped on. Yeah. People love a good they do like that. recap reel. Mm-hmm. Best ball crushing bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a blooper if I ask for it to be done? It's a blooper if, if something goes horribly wrong. If something wrong. goes horribly oh, wrong. Oh, sure. And that stays has funny. a few times. It's true. Thank God Brian was a field medic in the Army. <laughs> I guess I didn't know that. He has made some remarkable testicular repairs. This is really good news because yeah. I feel I could bloop at any moment. Yeah. Now listen, <laughs> that is something I'm trying to bring into our vernacular because Don't we all bloop. know what a blooper is. Yeah. But I feel that that, that feels like to we, yeah, we, I need to say like if I mess up a line on camera that I need to be like, I blooped you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Save it sorry. for the real though. Sorry to bloop. Oh, yeah. Man, I right? The Legend of Korra rap party there was quite a real oh my god Janet so Barney many classic studio, bloops holding her headphones onto her ears like this and then going oh sorry guys i blooped yeah it's really charming yeah, that's fun okay max fun drive march 16th it begins this is when we ask you to support our show and all of the shows in maximumfun.org or at least all of the shows in maximumfun.org that you listen to um, this is how we make our living from this show. We don't make our living from advertisements or selling the show or live shows or whatever. We make it through people who like the show and think it's worth paying for. So uh, we hope that if you like this show, you'll support this show. Yeah. That's uh, why we're able to do it. Totally. If you don't support it, we don't do it. And my children will die. <laughs> they oh, will. whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah, that's the stakes here. Whew. That's the stakes. Huh? This is my profession. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay for this show, my children will die. Yeah. They're beautiful children. Sure. Try not to post pictures of them publicly on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I don't want them to die. To become abducted. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to tempt fate, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, get, get some money so Jessica can get his own sweet tarts. So he's I not know, having to I know. fence them. That's where the money should go. From helpless what a children. Shame. Get this man his own tarts. I palmed them. I palmed them. Well, Jordan, we already talked about what's going on in my life. What's happening with you? Well, uh, I have been thinking a lot. Um, I mean, the first thing I've been thinking a lot about is the shared monster universe that will culminate in the Monster Mash movie. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's number one. Check. Yeah. We've gotten past that. Also, it's okay if you have nothing else going on because that is a big endeavor. Yeah, I just have to kind of basically and I lay respect on the, and support it. Lay on, lay flat on the floor and uh-huh. just think about that. Mm-hmm. Jordan's. I don't know if you have ever been to Jordan's apartment, Janet, but he's got an entire wall uh, that's just cork board. It's just three by five cards with arrows drawn between them. <laughs> Uh, with different monsters and Great. how they can how they can eventually are there meet up. is there a string that like there are there cool yeah. strings exactly. like crazy Yarns serial connecting. killer chaser yeah, yeah so there's a okay, uh, okay I don't want to get into this but I, I should because I, I really don't want, want you guys to get this wrong I really there's need a you to. red string okay. that'll go uh, if the monsters meet in person great right. there's a white string between monsters that have some sort of familial connection I see I see and there's a yellow string uh, that will go between monsters who do it. 
Okay. The big problem that Jordan's been having is that lately Dracula's been using burners. (laughs) (laughs) Harder to get up on the wire. Yeah. That is rough. Very hard to get a hold of Dracula. So knowing what I know about you, I imagine mostly yellow string. Oh, yeah. No. This is going to be a a hard R. Okay. (laughs) This monster match is going to be a hard R. I got it. Yeah. Great. A Fifty Shades of Grey style movie for grown-ups. It's a movie for grown-ups. Exactly. We've earned it. We've earned it. Enough of these comic book heroes Ugh. out there for kids. Let's get a movie for grown-ups. Something yes. sophisticated. Like American Sniper and right. Fifty Shades of Grey. Grown-up movies. Something where Frankenstein Smart movies. Yeah. <laughs> We've earned it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the other thing I've been thinking about, I don't think I understand Purim. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... We're in the throes of Purim the throes. as we record this. Right. Purim is Jewish Halloween, right? So it's a day. Okay. It has something to do with... I was raised Episcopalian, so I feel like I'm underqualified to I'm answer this. I'm wildly underqualified. It is a Jewish holiday that has something to do with Ruth Esther, one of these. Esther. Thank you, Brian. One of these Old Testament ladies. Okay. I don't know the specifics. I'm sure it's very solemn and dignified and has a lot of meaning. Right. A lot of symbolism, as the Jewish religion tends to have. Sure. But what... How... Religions in general. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, but, but, but something that, that... How it affects me is that when I am walking through a like Hasidic neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, all of the kids are dressed up and it's fucking awesome. It's they really are? cute. Oh, It's really cute. That. And here's the thing about Purim costumes, as I have noticed, is that they're not like... You know, it's not like kids dressed up like, you know, Iron Man or Buzz and Woody. They're just in these, like, 50s Halloween costumes, like cowboy or spaceman or cat. Like, it's just boilerplate Halloween. It's like they're on a TV show and they don't want to show any licensed characters. Uh I would like to see... A uh, holiday where people dress as as characters from the Hebrew Bible. Oh, sure. Like shellfish. Interesting. <laughs> and mixed fabrics. Interesting. Um, so that's happening, and that's always great. I always love walking around, seeing Somehow these I've kids. never seen that, and I feel like I drive through neighborhoods. Oh, it's really neat. Yeah. yeah. If, you, you know, if you're ever around the, around the Fairfax area, yeah, yeah. just hang a right. Oh, I know where to go. Okay. I just haven't been going at the right time. Sure. Uh, but something that I saw during my... Most recent Purim jaunt really blew my mind. So we've got all these kids looking great, looking cute, lots of fun costumes. A truck by, <laughs> drives by pulling a flatbed trailer, Uh-oh. blasting dubstep, just <laughs> blasting dubstep as loud as a car can blast a song. Just blasting it. And it's a, this is three in the afternoon. On the flatbed truck are guys dressed in what I would describe as Jewish purge outfits. Like they are dressed as the Jew, what, as a, like Israeli paramilitary members. Yeah, but they are. Just, they have like yarmulkes on and right. some other like you know Hasidic articles of clothing. But also their faces are painted like skeletons. Oh, and wow. they are just oh. fucking dancing, like they're participating wow. in the purge. Wow! Wow! And like, they are just dancing like 
maniacs at three in the afternoon like on this flatbed trailer. Slipknot? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. And it. Oh, no. And I slowed down because these are kind of these are kind of small streets. I was and I slowed down, and this truck passed me. And one of the guys just made eye contact with me and started dancing harder. Yeah. It. What's is Purim a state of lawlessness? Like, is it a? Is it a? Anything goes type of a situation? I don't know, Jordan. I know. I don't either. This is thrilling, though. It really it's is. It's really amazing. I'm thinking about converting. Yeah. I mean, if, that's a great case for Judaism. Yeah. How interesting. I didn't know anything about it. And I learned nothing about it from that Christopher Guest movie that involved being home <laughs> for, for Purim. Home for yeah. Um, yeah. And there's – boy, I, I was talking to someone about it and, and just wildly speculating – it's so hard to find a Jew in Hollywood to ask these questions hmm. to. Huh. If only there were oh, Jewish people in the comedy community you could ask. Yeah. I, you know, just I, I'm coming up nothing, coming uh-huh. up dry. Yeah. Uh, I guess there is a passage in the Torah about uh, uh, glorifying God through dance. And I huh. think that there is a, not a sect, but a group of 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 Jewish people who do dance flash mobs in order to glorify God. And I think that's what this was. That sounds pretty awesome. There'll be these vans that you, there's YouTube videos of these vans like driving around just Tel Aviv, and then they'll stop and they'll get out, and guys will do like ghost ride the whip around this van and then get back in and drive away. Wow. Anyway, yeah, that sounds pretty dope. Purim's the best. I feel like there's a small town in Middle America where people <clears throat> aren't allowed to dance. <laughs> it could really use sure. One of these. Some Jewish skeleton visit. men. That's right. I like the idea. That would like really that. turn him around. I like this idea that you've introduced of these guys ghost riding the whip. Mm-hmm. I'm now imagining like a whole observant sideshow yeah. up in Oakland. Just dudes doing donuts and glorifying. <laughs> sure. 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 To bring greater glory to the G hyphen D. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I've been I've been looking for another flatbed Purim dubstep truck, but I haven't seen one. Yeah. Well, keep your eyes peeled. I, how long is Purim? Jordan, I don't. I literally know nothing about Purim. <laughs> I think we've pretty conclusively. Look, do you want to ask me about some Episcopalian stuff? I know a little bit about right. that. <laughs> what are the I now? Know, what are their What are their main dubstep celebrations? <laughs> when do Episcopalians just fucking go nuts in the middle of the afternoon to dubstep? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. That church that I worked in, right out of college mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit in high school, where my dad went, uh, they did a special dance. Mm-hmm. I had to learn the special dance oh, yeah? move. Everybody did a special dance together. Oh. Was it like the, the kind of thing a teenager wants to get involved no, in? No, no, no. Hard to look cool no, when you're doing a church dance. When you are doing a church dance, there is little that you could do that looks less cool yeah. than putting your hand on the shoulder of the elderly Episcopalian next to you mm-hmm. and then doing a dance in a, in a spiral. Aww. You do it in a spiral. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I'll say I think that these, these purge dancers looked pretty cool. So I think yeah. if you want to get sure. teens... Into religion, and teens are, I think, resistant to that kind of thing. You know. Do you think this is why our friend Claude Brodesser Ackner converted? Oh, it's got to be. He got caught up in one of these. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe it was. So into it. Maybe it was him. Do you maybe think he maybe what it met his wife Taffy Brodesser Ackner at uh, in one of these flash mobs? This flash mob seemed to be all male. I don't know if they were excluding the women for for you know reasons for. Maybe they got a cool down party afterwards. That's true. Head to the Purim chill-out tent. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because you're juiced from all that dancing. I'm pretty into this. Glorifying G hyphen D. Well, I, you had me until now. I'm worried that women don't get to do that. And now I'm very angry. Probably. Yeah. No, I, that's, they shouldn't. I, I think they should let the women do skeleton dubstep dances. Right? This is what I think. I think that there are probably either some observant Jews or some people who are close enough to the observant Jewish community that they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They can explain this to us. Like on the Maximum Fund Reddit. That would be great. Yes. Yes. I'm keen to learn more about this. Me too. If no one explains it, I'm going to call my mom's friend, Ken Mackey. <laughs> he converted to observant Judaism in his uh, 50s. There you go. 40s, maybe. Do you think he does dubstep <laughs> dances? I have a hard time picturing Ken Mackey do dubstep <laughs> dances. Before he converted, he was mostly known as an author of Macintosh how-to books. Mm-hmm. Huh. But, I mean, maybe he does. If it's part of the thing, he does it because he does all the different parts of the thing. He's a, sure. very, he's a very good observer of his faith. Mm. So. Yeah, we got to get into this and find out. I want to know if there's an age limit. I want to know gender specification, if it's limited. Oh, so many questions. Do you have to be one of the chosen people to do it? Yeah. Can you just show up and treat it like it was just a regular rave? And right, <laughs> yeah. Show up in your jean coats and mm-hmm. swing a light stick. Your half, your half shirts. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and is crime legal? Yeah, huh. I think that's the question yeah. we have to ask. Yeah. Think, my feeling is that crime isn't legal. Uh-huh. Well, that's a very hasty conclusion to draw. I mean, I know there's like rabbinical courts and so on and so forth that sometimes divert cases away in these cloistered communities. Sure. I don't think there's a time when crime is legal, though, strictly speaking. Yeah. I mean, the purge has to be based on something, though. It's not just, you know, it wasn't just pulled out of the imagination of an amazing screenwriter. I'm, I, it's <laughs> got to be based in fact. It could be speculative. I mean, uh-huh. I don't mean to suggest that the purge doesn't have some metaphorical kernel mm-hmm. of truth with a capital T. Sure. I'm just saying that it might not be a literal recreation of what goes on during Purim. <laughs> yeah, it seems unlikely to me. Dude. Okay, well, it seems unlikely. Yeah. Now I'll just have to watch it a couple more times. Again, I'm an expert. Ask me a question about Episcopalianism. <laughs> what day a year know. is crime legal for the Episcopalians? See, now that's the thing. There isn't. <laughs> oh, you know what? Three Kings Day. Oh. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. He did it. We'll be back in just a second on Drove Jessica. The Muppet Show, World War II, the song I Knew You Were Waiting For Me by Aretha Franklin and George Michael. So many great things have come from the collaboration between the U.S. and the U.K. But never let us forget that at the heart of it all, our two nations are deadly rivals. Join me, Dave Holmes, for International Waters, a transatlantic panel game that pits comedians in London and comedians in Los Angeles against each other. It's like the Revolutionary War, but with, like, way more jokes about One Direction and cinema. Find it in iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janet Varney, purging. You know Janet Varney's best friends with Connie Chung? Oh, yeah? Best true, friends, true you guys. Now, what does she get up to in the purge? Does she, like, murder or... You know what is the craziest thing is that I don't think that's ever come up. Really? I don't you think I've ever asked friends, her what though. she does. I know. 
oh, my God, I feel really weird about this. You think you know someone. So yesterday, (laughs) yesterday I ran into the two of you guys. Across the street here, having lunch at Antojitos BB, Honduran yeah. restaurant. Yes. And you you were enjoying, if I'm remembering, you were having some baleadas. I was. Um, now, I thought I heard you guys talking about the purge and what you do when the purge is going on. That's different. That was just eating issues. Oh, <laughs> totally okay. different. Oh, sure. So you were binging. At yes, the time. yes. Talking That's about how to stay slim for show business. That's correct. Sure. Balayada okay. binge. Yes. Oh, especially yes. if you get those ones with the Honduran style chorizo. Forget mm. it. Forget yeah. about it. Sure. Yeah. Problem solved. Raymond we figured it knows. out. When something momentous happens to you, like Connie Chung murders you during the purge, <laughs> we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. <laughs> Are you just laughing because your brother got murdered during the purge by Connie Chung? It's like, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah. The little, yeah, truth and comedy, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> the great um, Del Close taught us anything. We got two calls this week. Oh, Jordan. Did you see this license plate that, that Brian sent us? No, uh-uh. Someone sent in someone sent in a license plate, a photograph of a license plate. Uh we we were talking about this license plate, these two license plates we saw last week. One of them said French toast. And Wow. And the other wow. one said charade. God, those are both great. Yeah, charade what is do they particularly mean? emotionally mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. I think. So uh this one says, I'm itchy. Really? <laughs> yeah. God, that's just so specific. That's terrific. I'm itchy. <laughs> and I need everyone to know in car form. <laughs> oh, Was he wearing a wool boy. sweater with no T-shirt on underneath? Yeah, probably so. That'll do it. Just regular, not even virgin wool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. Oof, yuck. <laughs> Might as well strap yourself into a... a a bunch of Brillo pads. Am I right, guys? Oh, boy. Well, it's funny. abrasive. If whoever, it. whoever was driving the I, Mitchy car is married to someone whose car says, I'm scratchy. Oh, that's a good oh. point. Wait, did they get married? Oh, oh yeah. It's scratchy or Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Good to know. Good yeah, to yeah. know. Oh, yeah. If you watch... If you watch Itchy and scratchy cartoons through the, your lens, through my lens, BDSM lens, my lens of BDSM, they're, they're clearly, clearly married. married. And Got the whole it. thing is an elaborate sex act. Let's Got it. Our first call. Uh, hello, Jordan, Jesse, and esteemed guests. This is Josh in Chicago. I was uh, walking down a completely abandoned street under construction and listening to a podcast about being kidnapped uh, and the business of kidnapping. So I was super on edge. And a bicyclist drives past me and stops right next to a backhoe and then pees on it and then uh, just looks at me. I walked past silently, and then as he's passing me again after finishing, he waves at me and says, have a nice night. So uh, not exactly what I was thinking was going to be my first momentous occasion call, but uh, it doesn't happen very often. So there you go. Bye. I like that he identified it specifically as a backhoe. Yeah. He could have said mini excavator, excavator, backhoe loader. No, we need to be taken into the place, the time, the place, the backhoe. We need to see it all in our minds. Yeah. Good night, good night, construction site. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was nice nice of the the cyclist, I think. First of all, 
I don't know that you say a cyclist is driving. I think you say no. a cyclist is riding. That it was sure. tough for me. That no, was I emotionally mean, tough for me to hear. I, 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 mean, I, I, I clamped onto that. clouded after he said that. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I sort of it's lost tough, track. tough, man. I honestly lost track of, you know that feeling when you take salvia? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You lose track of your, you become disconnected from your sense yeah. of self? Sure. Yes. That's how I felt after he said I that get a cyclist it. was driving. I sure. get it. You know what works? Two pages of journaling. Oh, two pages. Uh, that's all you need. That's all you need. It'll come right back down to earth. Got it. Yeah. So that's that's that was my issue with it. Otherwise, watching... I like the setting of the sure, sort of it was scary, nice. and you're listening to the kidnapping, and I can only assume the construction site is haunted. I mean, I'm kind of imagining, you know, that very specific world from the Oscar-nominated film, A Most Violent Year. Well, it's a shared universe. Yeah. Oh, the story in A Most Violent to the Year. Collar. Yeah. Yeah. I got to figure he was listening to our friends Josh and Chuck on stuff he should know, right? Oh, but, oh, I, I wonder the what the kidnapping, kidnapping podcast and I do, is. You know, yeah. I love them. I'm so into them right now because I didn't they're know anything guys. about them. Well, they're really nice God, guys. They're very, they're very charming. Have they done a Pleasant. juggalo? They should do a juggalo episode for for That's you. A really Because that is stuff you should know. Oh, I just got a little thrill thinking about a, 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 a customized <laughs> stuff you should know episode for yeah. me. Um, I'm very starstruck. Uh, but is there an episode about the business of kidnapping? There should be, but Seems I don't know if like I've heard one. They would cover it. Does yeah. It does. What's up with kidnapping? Would say one or the mm-hmm. other. To the other. <laughs> They'd be. They would start out talking about something not related at all, and then one would say, "So kidnapping," and then the other one would laugh. They're so great, you guys. <laughs> Can we give them the prize for momentous occasion? I don't know how guys. this works. <laughs> oh, there's a prize. Oh, great. See, now. And we like to give it to more popular podcasts. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. If they don't have 10 listeners uh, for every one we have, they yeah. don't get a prize. All right. I'm sure they must. Listen. Let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Uh, hey, Ghost. This is Christian from L.A., and I'm just calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, I just learned that my grandpa's favorite genre of movie is talking dog movies. <laughs> that, that might be wow. Cool. Instant winner. Yes. Instant uh, winner. Wow. Oh, my God. That's like. Christian! 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 Uh, can we play it again? I was too busy. Yeah. I was just laughing too I know, hard. we do need to. Again, Brian, play it back. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hi, uh, Christian. Hey, this is Christian from L.A., and I'm just calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, I just learned that my grandpa's favorite <laughs> genre of movie is talking dog movie. Uh, just thought that that might be pretty cool for you, <laughs> you guys. Uh, all right. Later. Oh, You're short right, and sweet. You're right. It's very cool. It's very cool. cool. Oh, it's very cool, it's very oh, cool for me. Oh, man. Christian whips oh. the shit out of that guy who was uh, moving to Denver. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Where was he moving? Aspen? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Boulder, Colorado <laughs> guy. Man. I don't even remember what resort city in Colorado you moved to anymore, Van from Alabama. Oh, yeah. I'm all about Christian from L.A. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new era. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, when we talk about the talking dog genre. Sure. Let's lay out some parameters, Janet. Let's make sure we know how many films there are that fall into that genre. I assume 70 to 80. Yeah. That's that's for a genre. That's generous. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very generous. (laughs) I think it's very generous. I I don't understand estimates. I like Um, people with strong genre preferences. I do, too. This is really good. You know, our friend Ben Harrison recently outlined his favorite genres were submarine movie, Mm -hmm. 
uh, heist movie, uh, and you fucked with the wrong guy movie. Yeah. Great. Which is a perfect list. Yeah. It's a great list. But a lot of overlap. Dog on there, yeah. <laughs> you fucked with the wrong submarine. I would like <laughs> to know, is, is were the old Taco Bell commercials like the gateway drug? Oh, yeah. He's like, I want to see a movie of this. Yeah, this is not enough. <laughs> He'd be watching it over and over the same 30-second like, spot. I like this. This right? is kind of racist. This dog <laughs> speaks to <laughs> me. This is literally oh. this is allowed to be on TV in the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh. And... I have another really important question. Please. Does look who's talking now qualify when that's really just you're hearing the thoughts of an animal? Well, the animals like, can communicate that... with each other. But they're not like you're not seeing right. like, the and CG I think that's... their lips moving. And yeah. I think that's an important distinction we need to make. I mean, obviously, this, this I mean, we've Christian talked is about, a winner. We've talked about the genre of Santa movies before on this show. Santa and as, movies is And a Santa movie is defined not by a movie... Like, bad Santa is not a Santa movie because okay. in that world, Santa is not real. Right. Okay, got it. There's got a guy it, who dressed it's up. It's like as an Santa. alternate universe where Santa <clears throat> isn't real. Got so, it. yeah. Uh, so, the movie, so Ernest Saves Christmas, Santa movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, Santa movie. Bad mm-hmm. Santa, not a Santa movie. Can I posit something? Please. For Christian's grandpa. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Babe One. Mm hmm. Is a talking dog movie. Yes. Because Babe believes himself to be a sheepdog. Okay. Also, there are talking dogs in it. Does the dog have to be the star of the movie? I don't think so. I think it has to be a central figure in the movie. But it is a central figure. Are you... Are you guys talking about Fly? I think I'm talking about... Isn't there like a ship character? Isn't there like a... There's a ship? Isn't there like a stern talking dog that uh, is trying to like get Babe to get get his life together? Mm -hmm. I believe that's Fly. I don't know where Shep came from. However, I would posit that it's possible that you could argue Babe 2 is not a talking dog movie because Babe no longer believes himself to be a talking dog. Now, granted, are there ancillary characters that are talking dogs? Yeah, sure, there's Spike. Uh, there's uh, the dog that's always uh, that has uh, wheels instead of legs. Mm-hmm. He's chasing the butterfly, and he dies and comes back. Um, you know, there are there's uh, there's a, there's definitely talking dogs in Babe Pig in the City, but right. is it a talking dog movie? No, it's a talking pig movie, in my opinion. I hear what you're saying. I also feel like this raises a lot of ethical and legal questions mm, right. about sort of self recognition and what kind of legal rights animals that understand themselves to be either pigs or dogs you know do they I have the same legal do? rights as so humans? Here's the thing: like when I <clears throat> when I used to put out demographic surveys. I would have a question that said, talking dog, yes or no, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, instead, I just, put a, I just put a line and you can just write whatever you want in. Okay. You know what I mean? You can write in, I identify as a talking dog, but I was born a pig, uh, which would be babe one. Sure. You can say, I believe I myself fl- to be a pig. I have a fluid right? idea I, of species. Yeah, I have but a, I have a close relationship with all animals, and I believe that what's important is we bond together in a bond of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Babe Pig in the City. Mm-hmm. The friendship can conquer all. So, like, if in this case, Babe from Babe Pig in the City, at the end of – if it was Babe from Babe Pig in the City, at the end of Babe Pig in the City, I would I, – that person, that pig. Yeah. That whatever that pig he person. identifies himself sure. as. Would probably just write "Friendship Conquers All" in sure. that box yeah. that otherwise he would have to have pick. Am I talking, talking dog, dog or, or not a talking? Dog? Right. And I, I love w- that you've loosened <clears throat> up yourself and you feel like you trust 
the 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 writer, the the person, the census taker, or whatever. You know, as an American studies major in college, I think it's really important to be sensitive to issues of identity, and that's why I think ultimately it is the the creature's own decision whether they are a talking dog. Yeah. Which is interesting because I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Milo and Otis. Mm-hmm. They're both talking dogs. What's the cat is, is is also a dog? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it is? I mean, I didn't know that. I was watching that movie, and I watched that movie a lot. No. To this day. But did you ever ask the cat how it identifies? That's a great question. I was not. I was I was putting my you species putting, binary onto it. Yeah. Hmm. They they the were identifies as a talking dog, and I think. What about that scene that. where they are in a box and it goes over the waterfall? Uh, in that case, that was that just a metaphor for the cats being put in feeling a box? put by society. But can yeah. I ask you something? Did Please. they, Please, did they make it? Yeah, yeah, they're fine. <sighs> they're fine. Oh my god! Sorry. Oh, what a roller coaster, coaster. They're Jordan! Don't Janet, do they're that. Fine. They're fine. Jordan, they got a new Janet, family at the end. Don't put Janet on a Coca-Cola roller coaster. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Last place sorry, I to be. sorry, I nickelbacked you there. It's really, it's it's okay. I think the last place. Oh, Christian, God bless you. You're the best, or whatever higher power you believe. Sure, in. Purim skeleton, Air Bud, <laughs> Oliver sure. and company. <laughs> now that that's a cat. What? A- Oliver is a cat. Oliver from Oliver and Company is a cat and identifies as a cat. Sure. Now, but the company the is a company. dog voiced by J- Billy Joel. <laughs> That's true, right? Okay. So Oliver and Company is my Billy Joel cover band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We got there. Da, 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 da. Can we hear that call one more time? Before Let's just hear it one yeah. more time. Can we hear it one yeah. more time? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Uh, hey, Ghost. This is Christian from L.A. And I'm just calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, I just learned that my grandpa's favorite genre of movie is talking dog movie. Uh, just thought that that might be pretty cool for you, <laughs> for you guys. Uh, all right. Later. It's cool for us. I want to say, too, kudos for getting through that without laughing until the end, Christian. Yeah. I have a really hard time not laughing at my at things I think are really funny sure. while I'm saying them. You held out to the very end. And I'm really impressed. Yeah. Nice cold. Yeah. Can I say something? Please. Christian, if you're out there listening, and you certainly are, I know this podcast means a lot to you. You live in Los Angeles. We're here in Los Angeles. Send us an email. We'd like to have you here as our guest. Uh, We'll give you a T-shirt. Email jjgo at maximumfund.org with your information. And Brian, our producer, will email you back. We'll work this out so that you can stop by. Um... I'm not saying you have to bring your grandpa or you shouldn't bring your grandpa or whatever. That's up to you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really appreciate what you've done for the show. And I, honestly, I really appreciate what you've done for me. I mean, it's been a rough few weeks for me. Um, my son's been ill. Um, I, you know, I struggle with migraine headaches. I've had a really hard time with migraine headaches and business challenges, as usual. Stealing from your children. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been eating a lot of my kids' candy. Mm-hmm. I've been acting out in a variety of ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just want you, Christian, to know how much your call meant to me. And I really feel like I'm ready to make a change in my life. Um, and, uh, wow, yeah. I... Uh, I don't know. Oh, boy. I don't know 
what is and isn't on Netflix. Hmm. But if Air Bud, Golden Receiver, is on Netflix. I don't think he talks to that. I think he just plays basketball. <laughs> I'm going to watch it mm-hmm. and find out if he talks. And if he does talk, I'm really going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Because it's going to remind me of you. And I think we all know that you don't even have to watch the movie to put on your BDSM lens and sure. know what Golden Receiver mm-hmm. means for you. Right up the butt. Sure. Some people would say it involves a golden shower, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, I didn't even that's think fine. of that. that is that's what fine. You do whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, golden shower up the butt. Sure. Up the Got butt. it. <laughs> Got it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janet Varney, golden receiver. With us in spirit, of course, my ghost, Christian. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. God bless you, sir. That's all for this week's program. Yeah. It's been a joy. Lots of fun. Brian Fernandez, Sonny D, our producer, the great Janet Varney. Guys, thanks for having me. You know here I love coming. Us. You know I love coming to see Thanks you. for being here. She's Thank on you. Twitter at twitter.com slash Janet Varney. That seems right. You can enjoy her work on the final season of The Legend of Korra. And the other season. <laughs> sure. Watch those two. It'll be, sure. it'll be easier to sense. follow the it fourth really season it if really you will. watch the other three. It really will. And now, granted, is it as funny as you'd hoped it might be? No. No, it's not funny Pretty at all. Pretty sincere program. Mm. Yeah, very sincere. But it's funny. It's a little funny. There's lots. You know what? There's like funny Mad stuff. Men. I'm there's backing off. Stuff. There's lots gotta, of. Yeah. If you know the characters. Yes. Yeah. One of the characters, by the way, is Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> it oh, is. I'm very so familiar with him. Unexpected, funny. but such a joy when yeah. he comes into that room. Well, I mean, <laughs> he didn't know it was he, a shared universe. Didn't when know. He yeah. became available. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was offer only. Sure. But his price was relatively low. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Janet Varney, follow her. You can see her regularly uh, performing improv around town with uh, theme park improv. I mean, that's not really true, to be to be honest with you, Jesse. We really only perform out of town at festivals. <laughs> okay. So just the opposite of everything you just said. See come her. see us. Just come see theme theme park improv. Some you might you know you'll get to see a Janet Varney. You'll get to see a Cole Stratton. You'll get to see who knows maybe see an Oscar Nunez. Yeah, maybe yeah. You'll see. A, you'll have a sighting or two. Yeah, a Michael Hitchcock. A Michael Hitchcock. You know all of these all of these gracious, charming comedy stars come to you with theme park improv. <laughs> and of course, okay. you can listen to her podcast, The JV Club, where Janet talks to Connie Chung every single week. Most weeks. About purge prep. Yep. It's a purge prep show. It's sort of like a Bunker Buddies mm-hmm. for Connie Chung it specifically. It is uh, so niche, but it really works for me. Um, our Max Fun Drive coming up. I hope that if you are already a donor, you will think about whether you uh, the show, whether you're listening to more Max Fun shows or whether it's a bigger part of your life, whether you can afford to support it more. If you're not already a donor, I, I hope you'll think about whether you can afford a few bucks a month to kick towards this show and all the shows at Maximum Fun because we are supported by you and we're very grateful to have your support. So 
Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Yes, we're aware that it's in a television commercial right now. Oh, is it? Please stop tweeting us about (laughs) it. We appreciate that your motives are sincere. Uh, Especially don't tweet us that you thought we had a TV show, but it turned out just to be a commercial. (laughs) We'd love to have a TV show. (laughs) Yeah. This could be the beginning, just like the Taco Bell commercials for Talking Dog Movies. That's true. That is a really good point. You know what? We could be the next... Talking Dog genre. Yeah. I see it. Um, Is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Lighting the Attic Records. We're very grateful to them for having it. Uh, Some discussion about that show on Reddit, about that song on Reddit this week. Uh, Yes, it is an actual song. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is an old song, not a fake old song. Hmm. Uh, Yes, The Free Design are legitimately wonderful. The um, Kites Are Fun is one of my favorite t- songs of all time. Exactly. That and is written by them. Of the lovely Greatest Hits album so from, good. from which uh, our oh, theme so music good. is drawn. Yeah. And One by One. That's the other one. Oh, they, Where it's like, the trumpet comes in. That's the best. They're beautiful. They make beautiful, beautiful music for beautiful, beautiful people. Like the desert flower herself. Keep going. Janet Varney. Keep going. No, Who was once had a callback for Thank a you. Wendy's commercial. You finally got to it. I'm very proud of that callback. Skateboarding. Something. We'll talk to you <laughs> next time on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.